let us not judge us according to our performances. The capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. He shall supply. You speak upon it. You are identified by the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed at the cross. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He became that sin offering. So what? Are you still talking about sin, sin, sin? That is a wrong doctrine. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He has perfected you. You have no sin. Once Christ is the central focus of who you are and your life, your identity changes, your mindsets change, your thinking, your living, because now you're believing right, you're living right through him. Wake up and unwind your day. Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way, truth, and the life for our souls. Pay the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love. While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and his blood was the cleansing laws. We were found. We're sin abound. Grace abound. What a passion, a peace of passing. All understanding where God's love is present. All condemnation is past in. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark. Dark or the cold, healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Father, in the name of your Son Jesus Christ, we wanna thank you, Abba. We wanna thank you, Papa. As we come today, we come to honor you. We come to glorify you, and we cannot do that without the High Priest, without your Son Jesus Christ that you gave us as our Lord and Savior. And it's through him that, Lord, we come to know the true love you have for us. It's only through him that we get to see how much you care for us and how much you love us. Today, we just want to thank you. Thank you so much for this year, for the things you've enabled us to accomplish, things that you've enabled us to endure, persevere through, and we've seen Sometimes that we know we've gone on to on the other side, and we see that by the grace of God, big and mighty things are coming in our lives. We believe 2021 as a year of restoration, and we believe that you're starting today to work in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray and say, Amen. So, saints, I want you to open your Bibles in the book of John 15. Today's sermon is the true vine. I am very, 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 very blessed by what God is yet to reveal to us today. The entire sermon today is going to be based on this very scripture. And the scripture reads in John 15, 7, that I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I'm going to read this again. It says this, 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So these were words said by Jesus Christ. Amen. This scripture introduces us to a connection between Jesus Christ and we believers. Amen. It is a scripture that through the spirit of revelation, one can know, number one, who they are and the identity. Because it is very, 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 very important that we know our identity, child of God, listening in today. It is very imperative. So the scripture is unveiling through the spirit of revelation two vital elements. Number one, who we are. Number two, how we receive, we as believers, we as sons of God, how we receive from Jesus Christ using this very identity that he has given us. Amen? So, Jesus Christ, child of God, is our source for everything. And I love the words that Jesus Christ used, going back to the same very scripture. He says that, listen. Without me, you can do nothing. The word nothing means literally nothing you can accomplish. Nothing means like there's totally no thing that can be made possible. So in this situation, we find that this statement is true because all things, child of God, consist in Jesus Christ. And we can receive from God the Father if we abide in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So we can receive more from God when we abide in his son, Jesus Christ. Let me put this in simpler words. Jesus Christ is the supply. He is the giver of everything, child of God, we need for everything that we are to accomplish in this life. Amen? I love what Romans 8.32 says, that he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This scripture shows us that God really cares for us, child of God. It shows that he could not take away his son, and he stood and knew that I have to do this for these people because I need them to have a better life. Amen? So God gave us his own begotten son, child of God, so that we would be delivered, so that we would have freedom, liberty, inheritance, preservation, wholeness, perfection, completion. John 14, 6 says that Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, the life, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So child of God, there's nothing we can accomplish or there's nothing we can do without the, our Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of times you find that many, many, many Christians, they put him aside. They put him aside like he, he doesn't even exist, like he doesn't belong. The only thing someone you hear is say, God, God, God. But at the end of the day, if God himself 
he could not have spared his own son, but delivered him up for us. Then that means beyond that, there's something deeper in this. Amen. Jesus Christ in John 15, 1 say that he said these words to describe his identity using the true metaphor. He said, I am the true vine. That was Jesus saying these words. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. So therefore, child of God, the relationship between God the father being the vine dresser, Jesus Christ being the true vine. Already we have seen in John 15, 5, Jesus Christ introducing us as the branches. This demonstrates to us something very significant, that the connection between the three of us, it creates that a tree. It creates that tree of life. And we all know that a tree supported by deep roots can grow supernaturally. It can flourish. It can produce so much fruit. And even all the branches bear much fruit because the branches feed from the vine. So because we were formed in the same image, just like God the Father, child of God, we carry the same likeness of God. In us, we carry that being, that the spirit in us that flourishes. That bears much fruit because remember, we the branches, don't forget that. Don't forget your identity. Remember what I said? The identity is very, very imperative. And I love the fact that in Genesis 3 22, we're reminded that we are formed in the likeness of God the Father. Genesis 3 22 says that then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, Lissi put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Child of God, Jesus Christ couldn't have done what he did on earth through his ministry if he had not received from God the Father. Jesus Christ needed God in order for him to pursue the will of God on this earth. Amen. And so, on the other hand, the same applies to us. We as believers cannot do anything, anything without Jesus Christ. Amen. John 15, 7, 8 says this. Listen, it says, if you abide in me, these were words of Jesus Christ, right? And he's saying, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Do you hear that? Do you hear how the Lord Jesus Christ spoke these words that are very important? He's speaking to you and I, we the branches, that we must abide in him and that the words, right? His words will abide in us. Hallelujah. This is so powerful. And not only that, that his words abiding in us, but that means that the words of Christ that abide in us, they manifest everything that we ask for or what we desire. This is where it comes to be very important for you, child of God, to always listen to the word of God that is based on the words that Jesus Christ spoke. 
That is why it is very important for you to read scriptures, read the word, and come to know the words that he spoke. As long as you become so attached to the word, you become abiding in this word, you become submitted in this word, which the Lord Jesus Christ spoke or which he taught, child of God, everything you ask or what you desire will be done for you through him. Amen? So, and I love the fact that in verse 8, he continues to tell us that it doesn't stop there. For, you know, you acquiring that very thing you've been desiring, you know. But the end goal is that the Father may be glorified. So, in other words, when we abide in the vine, the true vine, that means that at the end of the day, when we bear fruits, we as branches, we as believers, the glory and all the praise returns to the vine dresser. It returns to God the Father. It returns to Abba. Amen? So this means that that true vine cannot also do anything without the vine dresser. Oh, I hope you got that. He cannot. That is why when Jesus came on earth to do the ministry, to do and fulfill the will of God on earth, he could not have done it if God had not sent him. Amen? So that means that we as branches, we must be very, 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 very careful to know where we actually our branch is attached to, where our branch is feeding from. Because if your, your branch is not feeding from Christ, that means that that branch at some point is going to wither. That means that that branch at some point it is going to break off that tree. Because a tree that is not planted or that is not of Christ Jesus, it cannot stay. It cannot grow because it is not of the true vine. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is where sometimes that very last statement, we forget. When we forget, child of God, that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. That means that we are fending for ourselves. That means that we are working for ourselves. That means that we are performing for ourselves. That means that everything we're doing, it's going to be born from strife. It's going to be born from a natural being. It's going to be born from a place where you're using a natural mindset to do it. And at some point, the end goal to eat, that very thing cannot stay or be sustained forever. John eleven twenty five says that Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. When we abide in Jesus Christ, when we abide in the true vine, we as branches, child of God, listening in today, we shall not die, but we shall live. That means that everything in our life is going to flourish. It is going to live because we are walking and living on, feeding from the tree of life. First Timothy 2 5 says that for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So child of God, your talk, your entire being should be in Christ Jesus. Because child of God, when you come to think about this, the gospel is about Jesus Christ. The gospel is about the son of God. 
John 1.17 reminds us that the law came by Moses. And then the gospel of grace and truth came what? Through Jesus Christ. When you see Moses, Moses was a servant. Jesus Christ was a son of the living God. He was God in the flesh. He came and dwelt among us. He carried the word with him. So child of God, you must wear the two. You ask yourself, okay, where is my tree planted? Where is my branch located or where is it connected? Because when you answer that, you will come to that realization and see that sometimes we don't know where our branches actually are attached. Amen? The branch cannot go to the vine dresser. Remember, we said in John 15, 1, the vine dresser is God the Father. He is our Abba. And the only way going back to John 14, 6, when Jesus Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, then no one comes to the Father except through me. Meaning that we can only go to God the Father or Abba or Daddy. We can only go to him through his son, Jesus Christ, right? So we as branches under the new covenant, the grace covenant, we cannot go to the vine dresser without first going through the true vine. We can't. The branch can only receive from the true vine when we abide. When our will is surrendered and submitted to the will of the Lord. Can I give you an illustration or an example? Jesus Christ, when he was at the cross, he, he surrendered his will unto God. Amen? What he was going through was so painful. It was so hurtful. It was, he had to endure. I love the fact that in Hebrew 5, 8 to 9, it talks about the son going through the sufferings and endured. But at some point, you come to realization when you're reading and Jesus Christ is on that cross, there's a point where Jesus Christ, his will had to surrender unto that will of Abba the Father. And the same applies to us, we as believers today. So the branch can only receive from the true vine. Amen? The branch cannot produce. We don't produce, child of God. When you produce, you're falling back to the law. Under the grace covenant, the grace dispensation, child of God, as branches, we don't produce. Amen? That is why it is important any child of God to know, without the teaching of Jesus Christ, you are not working fully in that connection with God the Father. The connection of God the Father and Jesus Christ, child of God, is going to teach you how to receive, how to know that it's not for you to produce on your own, but grace has already produced for you. And in this situation, grace is Jesus Christ. Grace is the true vine. That is why the tree of life that we are planted on as branches, this tree is being fed by the true vine. So, 2 John 1, 9 says that whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Did you hear that? So, if you as a branch today as a believer, you're not connected in the teaching of Jesus Christ, then child of God, I want to say something here then that means there's a gap between and the true vine and then the vine dresser. The very one thing you must understand, child of God, is that 
when we abide in the doctrine of Christ, amen, we have God the Father with us. We have him with us. That means that he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both. You have both. You have the Father and you have the Son. So when we draw from Jesus Christ's teaching, we are drawing from the gospel of grace and truth. Amen? Which God actually, God the Father, intended for the branches to obtain. When God the Father gave that gospel to his son Jesus Christ to come and redeem, number one, Israel, and then also number two, redeem and give us the forgiveness of sins, we as the Gentiles, he enabled us by the grace of God to obtain salvation, to obtain redemption, to obtain sanctification, to obtain inheritance in him. John 7, 16 says that Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Do you hear that? Because Jesus Christ didn't send himself. The true vine can't stand on itself as well. It needs the vine dresser that enables the true vine to feed the branches and other parts of the tree. And the same in this situation, in this context, when we come to realize about the doctrine that Christ came to preach, he did not bring it by himself. He just didn't form it. It came through God the Father. Because God the Father had intended to redeem his people, he had intended to reconcile man to himself. And he had to do it through his son, Jesus Christ. John 8, 31 says that then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Hallelujah. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So child of God, the question is, are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Because when you are a disciple of Jesus Christ as we live today, you abide in his word. Every word that he spoke, it becomes a part of you. Every word that he fed you, it becomes who you are. First John 2.23 says that whoever denies the son does not have the father either. He who acknowledges the son has the father also. So as long as child of God, you acknowledge the true vine, that means that the vine dresser is also going to feed that same tree that you're, you're on as a branch. But as long as you deny him, you deny Jesus Christ, right? His power and how God gave him that power to come on earth and preach that gospel and heal the sick, the lame, the blind, and do all that he did. And much as what we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, we must also not forget the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us and also leads us through, through the Spirit. Amen? Through the Spirit because Jesus Christ did not stay on earth. He, right now, as we speak, he's seated at the right-hand side of God the Father. And as he's seated at the right-hand side of God the Father, we find that, child of God, the Holy Spirit was left for us to be, to help us and be as, as our helper and comforter. Amen? So, today, we are the branches. We are very blessed children of God. 
we are made whole, we are healthy, we are prosperous, successful, we are complete and perfected, we are fulfilled, satisfied, contented because of Jesus Christ. And as long as child of God, you receive everything God the Father predestined for you through Jesus Christ, those very things are going to flourish and grow more and more and more because Jesus Christ will always be that true vine that keeps feeding you as a branch. Amen. First John 2.24 says that therefore, let that abide in you, which you had from the beginning. If what you had from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. So child of God, what we have here is very, very powerful. It's for you to know that Jesus Christ is just not your Lord and Savior, but he's also your source. He is the tree that, that you stand on. He is the tree that you live on. He is that very one that supplies for you in your life, child of God. Amen. So that means that every single day when you get up, abide in him, abide in his word, fall at his feet and live in him. The gospel of grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is only him, child of God, as the true vine, as we believers, we can only get that great opportunity to receive the true gospel of righteousness and salvation. Remember, I mentioned that the gospel came from God, right? God the Father, but he took it through his son to get to us. So in other words, that means that everything at some point, what, whatever sermons you're listening to, whatever word you're reading, whatever books you're reading, if anything does not connect you to the gospel of Jesus Christ, child of God, that very thing does not have the Father. Because wherever Jesus Christ appears, God the Father appears. Wherever God is, Jesus Christ must appear. Amen? Because the two work hand in hand. The two are one. Remember what I told you in John 1, 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So do not allow yourself by the grace of God to go back and amalgamate the law and grace. Both don't work hand in hand. One was given to a servant and one was given to the son of God. And the very fact that the son of God is the true vine who keeps providing for us through grace and who actually accomplished everything on the cross, that should be a very, very significant thing you must think about every day. Every day, see him in every day of your life. See him in your career. See him in your job. See him in your finances. See him in your marriage. See him in your ministry. See him in every need of your life. Amen. And as long as you see him in everything, child of God, everything in your life is going to come to life. Because remember what I told you, in him, right, he came to give us life. There is no death in him, but in him, he conquered everything. And so everything is resurrected. It doesn't matter whatever it is, child of God. Everything is made whole in Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus Christ is that word that we need today. The very word that we need because today, child of God, 
We all need the word of God to live. Amen? The word of God is our hope. The word of God today is the answer we need. This is the time not to go lukewarm. This is not the time for you to say, I have seen a lot of devotions. I've seen a lot. I've had a lot of this. This is not the time to say you know much. You know more. You've read a lot. This is the time to continuously feed yourself because this is my point, child of God. Listen, because what is out there is not of Christ. And there's a lot of issues and information being spread out out there, right, in the world. If you don't fully feed yourself so much with the word of Christ and this word of grace and truth, Child of God, you find that you can easily fall into a place where there's fear, there's condemnation, there's lack, there's all that. Because whatever you're listening to, you become a byproduct of that, right? There's too much anger out there in the world. There's too much confusion. There's too much distraction. There's too much political instability. There's so much. I could go on and on and I know both of us know what is happening. but. This is the time we must sit and say, what is really important? What should be important in my life? Should I really come and spend most of my time spending it on ABCD? Or should I spend my time feeding on the word of God, immersing myself in the word, growing more in this in faith? And as long as child of God, you, you abide in Christ just as the word has showed us in John 15, then your faith is going to grow. Because once you grow in the word of righteousness, faith grows. It does automatically. You grow in faith, you start to see the word working for you. You start believing, you start to walk in it, you start to acknowledge it, you start to speak it in your life. I love what it is written in 2 Corinthians 4.13. Amen? It says that we walk and live in the spirit the spirit of believing and you speak. We must believe and speak. And once we believe and speak, the word will be manifested. The word shall come. What we see in the spirit shall come into the physical. But if we draw our lives, our mindsets, or our time, actually, let me use that element of time because it is important, and we draw more to the things of the world, or it may not even be the things of the world, it can be things that seem to be important. But if you ask yourself, how is this adding on to my life in Christ Jesus? Then you know it does not have God in it. Because going back, the reason why I'm saying that, going back to the scriptures, when the scripture told us that in John seven sixteen, Jesus said for that my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. And so that means that any doctrine, anything besides Jesus Christ's word, it does not, it does not contain the power of God. It does not have him in it. And I think this is where sometimes we got it wrong. Sometimes we think like, okay, if someone is something is saying God, 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 then it has Christ in it. But we have to come to that place to, to differentiate between what's of Christ and what's not of Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, in John 1.14, the scripture says that the word became flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, child of God, let me ask, if the word that we are listening to, or if the things, for instance, it can even be news, it can be anything, if that is what we're feeding with our spirit, right? So, how are we going to behold the glory of God through what is contrary to his doctrine? How? Because when you think about it, you come to see that actually when you just sit down and ponder on it or meditate on it, what I've just said, you realize that the only thing we do need is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The more you listen to him, the more he becomes real to you. The more you read about him in the devotions, the more he's going to become real to you during the whole day. The more you listen to him in a sermon every day, right? You can choose any sermon and say, I'm going to listen to one sermon every day. I can listen to one sermon and that will be it for me. And when you're listening to that sermon and you're hearing that sermon is feeding you of this true vine, child of God, you're abiding. It is what it calls by you abiding in him. And when these words, they are planted in you like an incorruptible seed, child of God, you behold his glory. At the end of the day, right, he is producing in you a fruit. And at the end of the day, time will come, child of God, you as a branch, you will start to bear that fruit. The fruit shall be seen in the physical. Amen. The grace shall be manifested in your life. Things will start to move. Things will start to go on because what you surround yourself with or what you place in your ears is of Christ, child of God. Amen. Romans 5.21 says that so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace may reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that is why it is important, child of God, for you to know the ministry of righteousness which came through Jesus Christ, right? Which is the same as the ministry of the Spirit, the ministry of grace and truth. It came to redeem us, redeem us from unrighteousness, to redeem us from wrong believing, wrong thinking, to redeem us from anything that is not of Christ. And it gave us that place, child of God, where we, even we as Gentiles, we children of God, we as sons of God, that we grow. We flourish, we become complete and perfected and made whole in this world that we're living in today. Amen? Child of God, don't put the word aside. This is your answer. The word of Christ Jesus is the answer. Someone will tell you that that, uh, that stuff of Jesus, every time people talk about Jesus, Jesus. So you mean you're going to put God aside and not Jesus? Let me tell you something, child of God listening in today. Jesus Christ became God on earth. He was the flesh. As long as you're speaking about his name, you're speaking about God the Father. As long as you're reading his word, you're reading his promises, you are reading the promises of God the Father. Because as he said that the doctrine he came to preach was not his. It was for him who sent him. We must learn to rest in him. And as long as child of God will learn to rest in Jesus Christ, the true vine, 
That is the only way we can bear fruit today in the times we are living in today. In the uncertainty times we live in today, Jesus Christ is the answer. In these times, many people have so many questions. Many people asking themselves, what is next? What is going to happen? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with that, my job? What am I supposed to do with my children? What am I supposed to do with the attribution? What am I supposed to do with the finances? What am I supposed to do with my marriage? But child of God, dear listener, my dear beloved, the answer is in the true vine. The answer, that is where it lies. The answer lies in the king of righteousness. The answer lies in our Lord and our Savior. The answer lies in the high priest because the Bible says in Hebrews, he's our mediator. He is that mediator between us and God. So there is no way under the grace covenant we carry ourselves and say, I'm going directly to God the Father and I'm putting Jesus Christ aside. But when we open these scriptures, you see that that is being shown to us that without this true vine, the tree cannot live. Without the true vine, we cannot do anything. And I love the fact he is telling that to us in verses 4 again in John 15, for he says it, abide in me and I in you. Amen. And he says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Those were the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't allow yourself to be carried away. And I really do understand because sometimes it's the situations, it's the circumstances and you, you forget, you kind of, sometimes you like, you're like, no, I think I have to wake up and make this and do this and do this. But when you learn to say, listen, no matter what it is, I'm going to learn to wait onto him. I'm going to learn to abide in him. I'm going to learn to seek him. I'm going to learn to let him speak and lead me and guide me and teach me and instruct me. That is why, child of God, when you come and find people who have understood this revelation, they go far beyond in a very short time. Someone can find someone and say, no, wait. Didn't I know this person? I knew this person two years ago, but how come they have this? How come they're this far? And tell you what, sometimes, it, and you can all go to the same church, you can all go to the same meetings, you can all do the same. But the difference where we are differentiated as believers is our belief. The belief of the word of God. How we perceive Christ, how we perceive of this word, how we receive of this word. That is where the difference lies. And child of God today, every person listening in today, my dear listener, your life can be transformed in 2021 as long as you put Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior at the center of your life. I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I preached about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. And I also preached about the Christ consciousness. Find those someone. Because they're very important. They will teach you to be connected to him. Your mindset, your views, your insightfulness, your the information that we decode and decode, everything that is within us, child of God must dwell in him. This is the thing, child of God, because when we go back to John 15, 4, when he says that abide in me and abide in you, that is what it means. Every day when you're feeding from him, 
your consciousness changes. That means that now you're thinking less about what is around you, what is in the nature, what is of the world, and you have become abided in him. You can be abided in him in the word. You can be abided in him in your serving. You can be abided in him in your marriage. You abided in him in your finances. Any aspect of your life, let him be abided in you and you abide in him. Hallelujah. You know, we believers have a different life, child of God, from what the world offers. Amen. We have a different life, number one, because of what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. Don't allow yourself, child of God, to be taken back to the life like Christ actually didn't die for you. You know, when Christ died for you on that cross, he paid everything for you. And this is what I'm talking about. When you abide in him and he abides in you, you always be reminded of that. You always think about it every minute and second and hour. You will, by the way, because the Holy Spirit will bring that back to your remembrance. You will always think of it and that will keep you going in this gift of salvation. You always be reminded, listen, no matter whatever it is, I know that Jesus Christ paid it for me at the cross and I know this truth shall pass and I know that I'm more than a conqueror. You start to speak. And this is where 2 Corinthians 4.13 comes into reality because now you're believing it. You're living it. You're knowing that Jesus Christ's grace already supplied it for you. And so now as you're believing it, you start to speak it. And once you start to speak it, it starts to manifest. Amen. So number two, Christ's life is all about receiving from Jesus Christ. Number one, remember, be reminded in your consciousness about his death, about what he did for you at the cross. And number two, always remember that you receive from him. He is the source. And this is what the enemy does. As long as he can make you not understand that, that Jesus Christ is your source, he will make you try to work for yourself, work for things, try to go here, look for money, try to call people, try to do this, this. He will make you come into that situation whereby you don't let Christ come in you and abide in you and you abide in him and you rest. And you become contented and fulfilled and satisfied in his finished work. Because he wants you to not to receive that revelation. And number two, not for you to receive from what the manifestation should be. So when Jesus Christ said these words, he meant it. He meant it. When he said that I am the true vine and you're the branch. He meant it. He meant it when he said that he who abides in me and I abide in him bears much fruit for without me you cannot do anything or nothing. He meant it. He meant that you can go as far as you can go, but at some point, right, the tree that you're attached to or the branch, wherever your branch is, it will wither. It will fall. And John 15, 6, he said, if anyone does not abide in me, 
He is cast out as a branch and is withered. Do you hear that? Let's put this in simpler terms, right? If that branch, the branch which you are, which I am, which every believer listening in today is, if that branch is not attached to the true vine and it's a, it is attached onto another tree that is not of Christ, that tree, because of its nature, not being in the nature of Christ, that tree has all sorts of possibilities to die, to wither. But if the tree is, a Bible, it is of Christ and you're the branch, you're touched to that tree, it will flourish. It will bear much fruit from season to season to season and every season you will be receiving child of God. Amen. Philippians 4.19 says that, and my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Philippians 4.19 talks about that God will supply. He will supply every need, child of God. And I want to say, and I want to I wanna thank people who are sending in their prayer requests, right? Every week you're sending us many prayer requests, and we're really believing and praying for you. I want you to be encouraged that the true vine is going to supply in your needs. We're receiving many, many prayer requests from Nigeria, from Uganda from Kenya, from different countries. And to be honest, child of God, for those who are listening in today and those who have sent in their prayer requests, right? I want you to receive this, to know that there's nothing hard for Jesus Christ to do. For he, there is nothing hard for him. Anything, child of God, you're believing for, no matter what it is, only believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and it will manifest. Amen. When Philippians 4.19 says that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, that means that you need the true vine. You need to believe unto the true vine that the grace, he came to preach the grace that he demonstrated at the cross, paid it all for you. Believe it in that need and you will see that very thing turned around and you will see a manifestation. So we really stand in prayer for everyone. We do. We stand in prayer for our partners, for all our friends and supporters. But number one, again, we want you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to acquire that revelation. This is why we pray that you, I pray that you listen to these sermons. You ponder on them, meditate on them, live in them. Because as long as you're feeding on this, circumstances will change because you may think that finances are your issue but God has is seeing even other issues in your life you may think marriage is your issue but there's other issues that also he sees ahead but once you're feeding from the true vine every single thing no whether big or small or anything he caters for everything and everything is worked on Everything is accomplished. Everything is completed and perfected. So for him, he does not only look at one thing and he touches only that one thing and it is done and it's like, you're done. I've given you finances, go away. No, he's going to supply you forever. That is why Philippians 4.19 says that shall supply. He supplies. Amen. He goes beyond. He goes beyond. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, and God is able 
to make all grace abound toward you. Do you hear that? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So child of God, this scripture is actually really introducing us to something very important, which actually I'd already hinted on. When you're praying for that one need, God has seen all the other needs you need in your life. So what God does through his grace, he supplies, he supplies grace and grace abounds and goes and does bigger and mighty, mighty things in your life. Amen. He gives for generations to come. You may be asking things for yourself, but God is supplying for even your great grandchildren who will come from you, your offsprings. He's giving things for nations, for things, things that are coming from you. Your children's children shall feed on them. This is where grace becomes so, this grace covenant becomes so deeper. Because God can, does not cater for only small, simple things that, you know, you've come to him, you only have that one desire and that's it. God gives us beyond. He goes always beyond. And actually, we even have all the sufficiency that we need in everything. Amen. He not only does he give you that one thing, but he gives you much more that you can also stay in that sufficiency. You can be sustained forever. He maintains that pace where you receive and you find yourself receiving more and more and more. So the Lord knows that when we go out, listen to me carefully, child of God. Listen, this is very important. The Lord knows that when we go out, to do anything without him. If we go out and do anything without him, we shall try to produce things out of our own effort, out of our own ability, out of our own performance. But at the end of the day, that very thing cannot stand. Because it's actually, if now think about a child of God, have you ever seen any branch produce anything without being attached to a tree? Have you? That, that is impossible. Scientifically, it is impossible. And in any sort of category, it is impossible. A branch needs to be attached to a vine in order for it to work. So when we get out and try to fend for ourselves, try to perform for ourselves, try to do things in our own effort, in our own mindsets, our own wisdom, our own knowledge, our own understanding, Child of God, it is just like us saying, Jesus Christ, I can do this on my own. You, I'll come to you when I need you. But for now, I need to do this by myself. And when he looks at us do that, I'm pretty sure his heart really sinks. His heart gets into that place where he's like, oh, how I wish you knew. How I wish you knew the truth. Because Jesus Christ wants us to have that spirit where we know that we receive from him. We know that we depend on him. Where we rest at his feet. Amen. So we don't have to go out and strive. Have you ever seen really, child of God, the difference between, and I'm pretty sure many of us, any person listening in today, you've ever gone through that situation. The difference between getting something out of, uh, out of your own effort and something that has only been given to you as a gift. I'm pretty sure every person at some point in life, they've gone through that. 
but something you receive out of strife, you work for it. You find you go through all different channels and you go through all the hardships, you go through this and this in order to acquire it. But something that comes to you by grace, it comes as a gift. It comes as that unmerited, favored need that comes to you. It is met and you give glory to God. You find yourself and say, wow, I, I, I didn't put anything on this, but I, this just turned out the, in the best way. And this is where God wants us to be. That is where he wants us to be positioned through his son. And we receive more like that. Amen. So everything we do for Jesus Christ, and even in us, we as preachers, we as people in ministry, anything that we do by the grace of God, it it should come with grace. And this is some, I, I must say, easily. Because sometimes, definitely anything, Anything that the enemy sees that, that, that this is of Christ and this is really growing. He tries so much to see that there's some sort of opposition or confusion, destruction. But as long as you know and say, truly, Jesus Christ, your Lord, and you're the center of this very thing, and I'm really believing on you. Time comes even when all those things are happening around you. You don't even, you put them aside and you find yourself that there's a flow. There's an outflow, even in, in the ministry, and you find that there's, there's something happening. Even, you know, when people look at you, they're like, oh my God, like everything must be like perfect, like they're just going perfect. But you know, you know what kind of, let's say, fire you can be going through or what kind of thing you're going through. And at some point when you learn to posture yourself or be pos- positioned in that place of receiving from grace, you find even in a midst, of going through the fire and the hot water, you find that by the grace of God, Christ is supplying. The true vine is supplying. And you as a branch, you only receive. Amen? So we must understand that we cannot do anything, anything, if we are not placed in Jesus Christ. Amen? So nothing we do without Jesus Christ, the true vine, can ever grow child of God. Because at the end of the day, when we do some, some of those things, right, we tend to take the glory. You find a lot of times when someone says, I did this, I did that, and did that. And also that produces self-righteousness. And as long as you're walking in self-righteousness and you're not glorifying God through his son, Jesus Christ, in everything you're doing, that means a child of God, there's a gap. There's something wrong. That means that your, your branch is attached to your own tree. The tree that you created, the tree you made up either in your mind or in your way. Because we as branches, once we come to get this metaphor and we know that we don't produce, but we are attached. We are attached to the true vine and that only the vine does produce. That means that the fruits that we bear, they're going to glorify Jesus. Amen. So child of God, the branch cannot, and I'm going to insist on this because I pray everyone takes this home. The branch does not produce. We cannot produce. We do not produce. The branch only bears fruit. Amen? We bear the fruit of what the true vine produced. We bear fruit of what Jesus Christ produced in us. So when people see blessings in your life, They see the manifestations of blessings in your career, in your job, in your ministry, 
in your marriage, in your home, in your finances, in your health, in anything, any aspect of your life. Let Christ get the glory. Let you always have that word in you that all praise and glory belongs to Jesus. Because remember, you did not produce anything. You didn't come up with any idea. And a lot of times, even when we say, let's say that we've made up certain decisions, we've made up certain goals, all that, it is the Holy Spirit who leads us. And so we do not take that place of Christ. We don't have to say that we the ones who produced it because he is the producer. He is the source. Amen. So we must stop looking at ourselves. We must stop looking at our own glories. We must look at the power of the spring where we receive from that fountain, the fountain of the waters where we receive from. And that is Jesus Christ. So anything in our life, child of God, will happen out of an overflow of receiving from Jesus Christ. Amen. John 4.14 says that, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. If the water that we drink comes from Jesus Christ, right? And Jesus Christ is the vine because the vine is the one that feeds the branches. If that water we receive is from him, and if you as a branch are not attached to him or abided in him, what waters are you going to drink from? You see that? Where, where are you going to receive your water from? Where are you going to receive your light from in order for the fruit to flourish on that same branch? So if you come actually and sit down by the spirit of revelation and let the Holy Spirit unveil this, this verse to you, you realize truly what Jesus Christ was saying is so true. That we cannot do anything without him. We can never receive the living waters. We cannot receive the light because he is the eternal light. He is the living waters, right? The spring, the fountain of, of waters we, we receive from. He is the resurrection. He is the, the captain of salvation. He is the righteousness of God. He is everything. So when you sit down, and you let the Holy Spirit actually speak to you and lead you into the depth of this word, you realize that truly, actually, there's nothing we can ever do. If it's not through Jesus Christ. Amen? John 7, 38 says, that He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. So that means that for the rivers of living waters to flow, Child of God, you must believe on to the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe on him. And let me say something that I find very important. Child of God, salvation is not about you just knowing scriptures. Salvation is not about you just singing about scriptures and singing about Jesus. The deepest, deepest revelation in this covenant of grace is you believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believing on his word. Because once you believe on his word, you're going to start to confess that word. Child of God, the danger with looking at the word theoretically, looking at the word just as knowing it, but not you believing it, is that the word won't work. And yet the word works. 
This is where, child of God, we've missed it all this time. The word itself works. The word can create anything, child of God, you need in your life. But the very fact that we know of it, but do not believe it, right? Believe on it and speak on it and confess it and know it. That's where the problem comes in. And you find sometimes that, yes, we are Christians, but that is missing in our lives. And that very fact there, there, child of God, that is where we miss it and not get to go into the life that God predestined us to have. God may have predestined you, child of God, to have a mighty and abundance in your life. But we tend to, to kind of draw away. To say, let me say, for instance, I know this verse, I've read it, I know that scripture that she's talking about, I'm not going to go deeper in it, or I'm not going to check on it next, next week or tomorrow. And you miss to see what the Lord had prepared for you to receive that very hour. It may have been that he wanted you to read that scripture or that devotion or that listen to that sermon for that very, very, very hour so that something could be changed in your life that very hour. Child of God, I want to tell you something. The word works. The word is real. The word is powerful. It is living. The word corrects us and we live in an instructed life. But we cannot place it aside. And the word is Jesus. Going back to John 1, 14, the word came in flesh and dwelt among us and we behold the glory of Jesus full of grace and truth. So what the Lord wants from us, we as branches, is to be in his presence every day. Is to be in his presence, child of God. Don't allow the enemy to steal that away from you. Don't allow the spirit of deadness, the spirit of the world, the spirit that kind of, you know, is like a parasite that takes away your word and not, it doesn't let you enjoy it, doesn't let you meditate on it. Don't allow that. Once you see that spirit in you, you say, no, I am of Christ. The word lives in me. The word is powerful in me. I'm going to enjoy it, whether I'm reading it, whether I'm watching it live, whether I'm listening to it. I am going to enjoy the word because the word is an aroma of God. The word is as sweet. It is the words of Jesus Christ as, as sweet as honey. This is where we must see ourselves as our lives are. But the word shouldn't be inconveniencing. When you see that in you and you see that the word is inconveniencing or the word is, is literally something you're fighting yourself to do, you should know there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And that is when you go back to him and tell him, Abba, sweet Lord, I want to know you more. I want to enjoy this word. I want to receive from you. But every time I open my eyes to your word, I find myself either feeling sleepy or find myself or being shut down or I find myself distracted. Talk to him and that he will work on it. But don't let yourself be Get into that zone whereby you wake up in the morning, you're going to work, you're going to do something. And really, you've not actually received from the true vine. He has not guided you on how he's going to produce in you. Amen. So Jesus Christ wants us to be attached to him so that we receive. And it's for the, our benefit. 
Actually, when you think about it, child of God, it is for our own benefit. When we abide in him, submit in him, surrender our will to him, when we draw from him, it is for our own benefit. It's not for him. It's for us. So we shouldn't feel like it is work. We shouldn't feel like we're being inconvenienced. We shouldn't feel like it is something that we're forced to do. Ask the Lord to give you the desire, to give you the passion. Because as long as when you have the desire and passion in the things that are of him, at some point, child of God, you find yourself praying for even three hours without you even looking at the clock or watch. You find yourself reading books about his love without even you knowing that you even spent hours reading. You will find yourself writing so many beautiful things about him without you knowing that you're even writing for hours. That is how he takes you deeper and you abide in him. He takes you deeper and he molds you. He changes you. He transforms you. He makes you like him in his likeness. Amen. I really don't think there's a time Jesus Christ was on this face of the earth during his time of ministry. And he felt like God was inconveniencing him. He felt like, oh, he needed to be either sleeping or what, and God was really inconveniencing. I, I really don't think so. I really think he was at that place where he knew he was receiving from the vine dresser. And for him, his whole desire was for him to receive from the vine dresser. And how is it possible that with the branches, we don't feel the same way? We don't feel the same way to receive from him. We don't feel the same passion and desire he had for the vine. Amen. Child of God, don't let yourself be a, a branch broken off the true vine. Be that branch that grows, that bears fruit through the help of the Holy Spirit. Be that branch that is going to flourish, child of God. Because we are blessed. We are blessed because of Jesus Christ, not because of what we do, but because of what he did at the cross. We are blessed because of that. We are under the grace dispensation and because of what Jesus Christ already did at the cross, child of God, we don't walk like the children of Israel, but we walk as the blessedness, the beloved of Jesus. Amen. Galatians 3.29 says it, for if, and if you are Christ's, you hear that? If you're Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So child of God, I want you to know from today, you are here. You receive from Jesus. You partake of that seed that came from Abraham. Romans 4, 13, 14 says that for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That is why I was saying the covenant of grace is the ministry of righteousness. Because under the grace covenant, we as believers will receive the righteousness of faith. Our faith is attached in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, and the scripture further says that for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. I love what Apostle Paul is really bringing out to our understanding and clarity. He's saying that if now you choose you as a believer to put your branch, right? Follow me. To put your branch on the tree of the law. It's just like you saying you're receiving from that tree. 
And it is like you saying that faith has been voided. And the promise that Christ would come to become the righteousness of faith to us, we as the Gentiles, we as sons of God today, then the promise had become of no effect. Then the promise wasn't there. The promise didn't work. It's just like he came, but he didn't do anything. He didn't die on the cross. He didn't provide for you. He didn't become your source. He didn't supply. But as we all know, he did. He did. He did. This is where we have to divide the word accurately and know where is my branch being attached? Where is it connected? What waters am I drinking from? What light am I receiving? What food am I eating? Because the Bible says he's the bread of life. And when you eat of him, you're eating of Jesus. So tell me, for those who are eating the bread of life, do they hunger anymore? They don't. Because all the time they're fed and they're satisfied. That's another sermon altogether some other day. First Corinthians 15, 17 says that, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. So let us understand this. Christ is risen. So that means he's alive. He's resurrected in us. He's that true vine. And we are the branches. He has made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And forever and ever and for eternity, we receive from him. I'm done preaching. Amen. Father, in the name of the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for your beloved son. We thank you for him. He came, he suffered, he endured, and he went on that cross for us. But we thank you in everything he was doing was to fulfill your will, was to fulfill the law, and was to set us free. And so we could have that reconciliation with you, God, Daddy, Abba. And Lord, today, we thank you that from today, we receive as branches and our branches are attached to the true vine. And God, the Father, you're the vine dresser. And this tree shall stand forever. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So saints, if you really want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ this day, and you say evangelist is preached, and I really, really want to receive the Lord you're talking about, the one that I can receive from, the one that my life um, needs, you can say this prayer with me. And for those who are saying, listen, I used to be born again. I used to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He was my provider. He was my sufficiency. He was my source. But at some point, I kind of walked away and started to fend for myself and work for myself. But today, when I come back and really receive from him, you know, he's ready to receive anyone. He's not a God that he can tell you that you've done ABC and so you go. He's going to love you no matter what. So you can say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, through your son, Jesus Christ. Today, I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by the grace of God, not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your son, Jesus Christ, and through your grace. 
Jesus, you were delivered from all my past, present, future sins, and you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature because it was crucified with you at the cross. I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want to welcome each and every person who has prayed that prayer. And you say that this is a gift that you've received today. I want to welcome you because this is the greatest gift of all. Salvation is. So now I want you to know that you are new creation. All things have passed away. And I pray that you find a church that preaches the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Find a church in your community, in the country you live in. Be planted. But the very important thing, I pray that you find a church that is going to preach this word of Jesus. The gospel that is of Christ. Amen. And you grow in him, you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, as it is written in uh, 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, 2, that we must grow. So I pray that each and every one of you, that you grow in this knowledge. Amen. And uh, thank you all for listening in today. I pray may God continue to richly, richly bless you. I pray a blessing of Abraham on each and every one of you. Merry Christmas. May God continue to richly bless you. Bless you mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.